This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Let's go Steelers Nation, hour number two. Hope you're excited like I am. Yes, I am. Well, let's do it then, man. Y'all already know what to do. And uh, that is to stay tuned in with us. Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM for the local crowd. You just feel so fancy saying that. Well, it's because I sit next to you, and I have a quarter zip on, so I'm feeling real upper yeah, echelon you, you today. you are rocking the standard West outfit, which yep. is a quarter zip, a mm-hmm. pair of joggers. Yep. And, and some nice shoes, right? Nice Got to put some shoes on. That is, uh, yeah. you know. Mr. Uh, quarter zip, though. That's you. That's how I would like to be remembered, is yep. Mr. Quarter zip. I like to think my QZ game is top notch. Mm-hmm. But, of course, today I did almost wear a QZ in here, but I went with the WVU hoodie instead. You're still on brand, though. Listen, I got, still two, on I got brand. two more days this week. Quarter to, zips to and, and WVU. <laughs> Quarter zips and WVU. <laughs> that is the brand. Yep. That's about it. That's it right there. And smoking meats, baby. Oh, big facts. Big facts on that. But um, the other thing that you're great at is keeping the show rolling the way that you always do, baby. And uh, more importantly, being the moderator. Okay. Now, see, now I feel like this is important. It's like a presidential in. debate or something. Do I, I mean, need to go put a shirt and tie on? Listen, man, I don't even capitalize the P in presidential, all right? I'm not big time enough for these type of conversations, so we just keep it to the Twitter.com. Okay. All right, so back to the X. Yes, we got one more here in this conversation of uh, people that you would like to see you know, improve, take a step forward, really come out with some fire post-bye week. Uh, big Ron chiming in here. Big you know Ron. Big Ron? Big Ron. What up, Big Ron? He said, I would have said Desmond King, but now I'll go with Jalen Warren. I think he fits Matt Canada's offense a little bit better than Najee Harris. Salute you on that one, too, man. Um, I wanted to say Desmond King as well. Jeez. We haven't even got to that portion. I'm sure it will come up a little bit later. But, um, yeah, so you can't go Desmond King. He said he was going to go with Najee Harris. Um, I like it. And a different reason why I like it. Obviously, when we talk Jalen Warren, I do anticipate him hitting the uptick in uh, just participation, an uptick, more importantly, in, uh, you know, being featured in certain elements, getting the Usage. ball in his hands. Yeah. But to me, the same way we taught Levi Wallace earlier, and we said, what does he hurt all by a week? How bad JPJ, he's been to this point. Yep. You know, Levi and Pat, they're the weak links. Get JPJ if you're going to make a there. move, mm-hmm. man, you need to move from Levi. Let's get this new guy from the Chiefs practice right. squad in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We talked damn more, right? All week. What does he heard? Broderick Jones, man. Broderick looked great in Baltimore. Broderick is the Broderick, first Broderick. rounders. Broderick's time, right? And my best. Marsha, 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 okay. boys. So now when we talk Najee Harris, it's a very similar commentary, except it's been very loud and, you know, it's been going on since last year. And I was going to say, louder so this one's been now. going on since the end of last season, yeah. But especially this season when we've seen, you know, him struggle a little bit more now, the commentary has been 30. 30 needs to get the ball more. 30 needs to get featured more. 30 needs to play more. 30 needs to either start or take starter snaps. This is Najee Harris, former first rounder, former all-world guy. He's been hearing that. You think he's just, you know, chilling on that? Absolutely not. So I do anticipate him being pissed off, fired up, and ready to roll. Now, it's not going to be easy because I will say, man, the Rams are very stout with their D-line. They're very stout against the run. Stout. 
Yeah, so they're it's like they're like the Guinness Brewery, just stout you know, everywhere. It's it's I ain't say everywhere now, not everywhere. Okay. We ain't gonna say everywhere. Okay. We ain't gonna say everywhere. Stout here, stout there. But they, stout they, for you, stout ver, for me. Versus that run, they 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 pretty stout, or at least last week they were. But that's one of the ones where it's like, all right, nah, this is not the most ideal. It's scenario. not a conducive situation to let's you go know? out there and rush for a buck thirty and yeah. get this thing humming. Yeah. But, but but what you can bring to the table is those angry runs. What you do bring to the table is finishing games, mm. being the body puncher. Everybody can't be fast, but everybody can't hit like how you hit when you deliver punishing blows running behind your pads. So I do anticipate him being fired up and knowing what he brings to the table. I do think he will try to bring that part, and it'll be not a full homecoming, but a close enough That's homecoming. True. He's Didn't from the Bay. Yep. Obviously, L.A. and the Bay are not the same. No, but it's like it's people who think Philly, Philly and, Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh are the same right. thing. And people from the yeah. West Coast who think Philly and Pittsburgh right. are the same thing. It's like they are not the same, but it's close enough that his folks, man, if they're trying to pull up, they'll right. at least have a, a lot easier opportunity yes. to do It'd be that. Like if you were from California, correct? And or you're sorry, playing, sorry, if you were from Philadelphia, if you, you play for the Rams, you're playing in Pittsburgh. You play for the Rams and you're playing in Pittsburgh. Correct. Yep. 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 So that's the dynamic for him, man. So like I said, I'm excited to see what he does, and I do feel like he's going to be extra fired up and motivated and ready to go. So yeah, I do like that name right there. Let's do it. Yeah, Najee is one of those guys. I mean, I would say same church, different pew for me in the conversation that we had about Kenny Pickett. Why don't you ever say Kenny Pickett's middle name? It's Shane. I had to think for a second there. Yeah. Well, he first he needs to put out a note on Twitter. No. Where he talks about his, you know, and this and that and his frustrations and this and then signs his name. No. Kenneth Shane Pickett. You you ain't said that about TJ. Why? Sounds like. Honestly, that's another you one of those names. TJ Watt. Kenneth Shane Pickett. I mean, if you throw like the second on the end there, he could easily been a, a, a Civil War general or once a, he, dip, once a he diplomat. Have a kid, once he have a kid, he'll, he'll be senior. Kenneth Shane Pickett Sr. That senior out there, he's like, yeah, oh, he's he the leader. He led the Union soldiers yeah. down through Virginia. That senior. Him and Sherman, and they punched Robert E. Lee in the mouth. Ah, did it for glory. Oh, glory. Same church, different pew. Um... You might not think Kenny is the guy long-term. You might not think Najee's the guy long-term. But I think we can all agree that they can play better than they have through the yes. first five games of the season. And, Motsi, for Najee, for Jalen Warren, for the offensive line, for me, it's like I don't care who. I just care how. Just get it done. This team has to be able to run the football more effectively, more consistently. If they do that... A lot of the things, not all the things, but a lot of the things that ail this offense are going to improve because they were predicated upon winning in the trenches and running the football. And aside from a few moments, they haven't really done that through the first five games. Very true. And when we date back to last year, posed by offense looked the best when Najee was playing his best. Offense without a doubt moved more consistently. Without Kenny a doubt. played a lot better. Was a lot less pressure on him when Najee was able to. Jalen Warren looked fresh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And those are one of the things that when we talk Najee, we say, man, when the weather gets cold, when it's the fall and winter time frame, that is typically when we should see him really start to shine. This is the time of year where his abilities are more highlighted than in the early portion when it is nice, try this warm route. So the Ferraris, the high end luxury fast guys, they look good when it's that. But when it gets cold, typically I put them Ferraris up. The fast dudes don't be looking as fast when it's cold outside. That's when you want to go to the, you know, to, to the to the SUVs. That's when you pull the range you know out, of the, out of the out of the garage. Go get, yep. you, get you that big body, and that's that and that's F- when Nas come through. Fifty. 
So for Nas, it's like, yo, it's big boy time, all right? We, we throwing away the white tee. We, we throwing away all the tank tops and, and the chancletas. We coming out here with them lumberjacks, them timbos, and them big boy, you know, furs. That's what we on right now. So well, Is he from New York all of a sudden? Uh, some I'm Tims from, and some fur? Know, what, he's got a Yankee fitted, too? I'm from the East Coast, yeah. What you mean? What are we supposed to dress like? With lumberjacks and cigars in our mouth and construction steel toes? Say we're going into the mountains to chop wood? Huh? We're going to the coal mines? We're West Virginia Mountaineers? Come on, man. Yeah, put a little dirt on your face. No, Get man. that hard hat on. That's not how we dress. All right? We're going to have a little drip when we come out here, okay? Yeah. yeah. But either way. It is, it is funny how Tim's are just immediately associated with New man. York City. And I say flannel and construction boots, and I'm like, yeah, that that seems mountaineer. Yeah, that much. Uh, that's true. It seems mountaineer, right? You just missing missing. Uh, you need you know you need some jeans that have a skull ring or a Copenhagen ring in the back. <laughs> then you're really talking. <laughs> I love the details. I love the details. Much like Christopher Wallace, I love black Tims and black hoodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more here, Motsi, that our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. Sure. There it is. In my best Tunchokin voice. Says I come into the convo late, uh, but I would like to see if this hasn't been mentioned more out of Connor Hayward. Ooh. Dude is a beast of a meatball. I'd like to see him pop off more post bye week. No, I agree. Um, I thought that we did start to scheme some stuff around him these past couple of games, more importantly, without Muth. I thought that Connor was the guy that they wanted to utilize in terms of trying to throw the ball to the tight ends. Because, like I said, when you look at Darnell, I love Darnell's potential, but at this moment, he's still learning how to create separation at the NFL level. Correct. I feel like Connor, being that this is his second year, he's just a little bit further along. And athletically, he's a little bit different body type, and he gets matched up versus linebackers. And as a former NFL linebacker, Connor is those type of dudes that are very difficult to deal with because of his size. He's big enough, but he's quick, elusive enough. So you're not worried about him necessarily running by you top end, but he's so shifty getting in and out of his breaks for a guy his size. When you're, when you're watching him match up against traditional linebackers because he's not getting the athlete linebacker. He's getting the other guy. 100%. He's a lot more athletic than the other guy. 100%. And for him, man, I think that we're going to continue to utilize that. We're going to continue to get him involved. And, yeah, when he does get the ball in his hand, he's shown, even dating back to last year, that he can give you production, whether it's handing it off to him, whether it's having him as the uh, first guy to the flat on some of the play action and naked boots, or if it's him stretching the seams, which we saw him do last year in the Ravens game specifically, man, catching the ball up the seam, uh, surviving the big time hit and stuff like that. So it's multiple ways that Connor has impacted this team, and I think that will continue. I even like the fact that what Matt Cannon has been doing with him and using him as a fullback and as a tight end and keeping him out there with different personnel groupings, but him being the centerpiece of it. So as a defender... It's, it's really not like you're chaotic. Tip, it's not like you're tipping right. your hand. You're yeah. like, Yo, oh, here comes Rosie right, next. Right. We know what's We're coming like, next. Is he a fullback right now? Yeah. Because you're running certain plays with him as a fullback. Okay, is he a tight end now? You're running certain plays with him as a tight end, but you're keeping him out there for both scenarios, and everybody else personnel-wise is the same. Well said. So it looks like 21. It looks like 12. 12 it could 12, look like 12. 13, and it's the same people. That is beautiful. That's the chess piece that you want. Because, again, you know, I mean, like, you, you use the Rosie Nix or the Derek Watt example. That's a tell. That's a tell. Yes. That's a tell. Our, our guy, Connor Meatball Hayward. Although, for the record, for Jay, for everybody else, I think he has stated that he doesn't like that nickname before, but, you know, sometimes those things are out of your control. 
I apologize, Meatball. You know what you say. You know what they say too is like when you try and fight a nickname, that's when it gets more um, firmly entrenched. What's the Meatball though? I, I feel like I'm missing a correlation. Am I, I think because something? he's big and he's small. Y'all think he's a Meatball? I mean, I guess you could call him a brick bleep house, but that's not necessarily family friendly. I guess I. You know, Jalen Warren's more meatball than Connor Hayward. I think it was, I think it was Wolf who started that during yeah. his first training camp two years ago, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I would definitely say Jalen Warren is more meatball than Connor, And let's just say, Connor, I don't, like, that's a good point, especially after he got yeah. thick this offseason. But, uh, yeah, I'm he, with Connor. Don't call me no meatball. I don't like that name. Uh-uh, not for Connor. I'm not from Italy. Mamma mia. Ain't no uh, meatball. Uh, <laughs> Connor, again, you, don't need, you don't need meatball, Connor. You, you know don't need how meatball. one of those things are when you don't like a nickname and you let everybody know that you don't like a mm. nickname, that's usually when it bump gets, that. gets more ingrained. Bump, bump that, man. Connor, I'm with you. Fight that. Mm, you don't want that one. Just just don't even acknowledge it anymore. Just ignore it. Yeah. Don't, don't meatball me, man. We, we, we were particular about that type of stuff, man. Come on, man. What does meatball look like? Big belly. We ain't got time for that, man. Round it's, and yeah. rotund. Yeah, yeah. Connor, that, that is not what his body type needs to ever be associated with. Now, Jalen Warren, now, Jalen right Warren, that you say meatball, it's like, yo, the way he running, the way he hitting off them dudes, like, yo, he like a little bowling ball, a little meatball out there. How about bowling ball? That's a better one for Connor Hayward. Y'all trying to put that man in them circulars. I stay away from the circulars, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's hip to be square, I guess. It's not hip no, to be no, circular. No, 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 no. It's, it's the shape thing, man. As, as, I'm just telling you as a forward player. You don't want to be considered a circle. What are we looking at? You, what, you, like, I get on, what man. you're saying. You're insinuating that you're short and fat. All, all right. right. When you call somebody no, a no. meatball or a circle, so, or a, he's no, short no, and fat. No different than if you say Max Crosby, great effort guy. Man, I love his technique. Why do you think he gets so pissed off with that? Because you and everybody knows what you're implying. So when you you're say stereotyping okay, him as the unathletic, so try-hard white guy. So when you say a dude is a meatball, a bowling ball, man, yeah, boy, he's so round. Look at how he just whoop whoop. Yeah. No, absolutely. Certain players you can get away with it. Maurice Jones Drew. It got you can get away with it. It was cute. It was like, all right, because he's short, but it's not all the way at negative. But for regular size people, no, man, don't bowling ball me. Don't circle me. Nothing. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Stay that away. Please. <laughs> Rod Dallas says it's Connor Knucklehead Hayward. See, that Ooh, is fire, like that right? Knucklehead's way well. harder. Way harder. And then uh, Steeler Nation 920 is saying that it was actually Big Brother Cam who gave him that meatball. See? See? It, it's, hey, it's always your older brother. Uh-huh. It's always your older brother who so, gives you the nickname you don't want. So does it make sense then? It's all making sense if, uh, if older brother says it, I'm going to call you Meatball. Don't call me Meatball, bro. You know I ain't no Meatball. Don't call me Meatball. Stop it. Stop it. Don't call me that. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to call you. I'm going to call you it every day now. I'm going to tell everybody to I'm call gonna you I'm going to tell everybody to call you Meatball. I'm texting Craig uh-huh, Wolfley right okay. now. I'm telling you, him to call you, you Meatball you on the broadcast. See you see it, bro. Already. I see it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, man. That's, that's my part. I'm like, don't Meatball me, man. Don't Meatball No, me. don't Meatball that, man. Right. Don't Meatball it. If he's, anything, he's a lean, mean athlete. I was gonna say, if anything, he's just a he's a nice yes. he's a nice dish of chicken palm. Because once you start calling the meatball, then you're like, he's not as elusive anymore. He might have lost this. They might be a little heavy now. Jason makes a good Man, point. He says meatballs go with everything, though. Uh huh. In the food context, sure. In the food context, mm-hmm. none on the football field necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, man. That's so all I'm saying. But I do love me some meatballs. Though. You can have me over here. Now I want spaghetti and meatballs. I want meatball hoagie. I want, Bro, I want meatball, meatball Larry Bean hoagie. right now, man. <sighs> Yesterday you missed it. Or, no, sorry, it was Monday. I yeah. think you were here. Yeah, when Jersey here. Mike's you subs think, you jumped. You think I was here with you on Monday? That's crazy. Well, no, you were here on Monday. I was thinking about the Jersey Mike's delivery day. I couldn't remember if it was it's yesterday crazy. or if it was Monday or 
Uh, yeah, I could. You know what? If Jersey Mike's is listening right now, why don't you drop? Uh-uh. Off, why don't you drop off some meatball subs listen, for listen. me and my guy? We're here for another forty-one minutes. So look, this is what we'll do. We're gonna go take a little break real quick. We're gonna go see if there are any meatballs or any meatball subs in the building. All right, y'all don't touch this. Dallas Art the most. This is you and this is the Stills Blitz on Stills Nation Radio and ESPN nine seventy AM. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, it is the Steelers Blitz. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And uh, to wrap up our conversation that has been the theme for today's show, we're talking about the player or players that we're most excited to see, most looking forward to seeing. Coming out of the bye week for Steelers Nation, man. That player that we think is going to take that next step or continue on with their excellence. We've had a lot of names be said today. Keanu Benton. Quan Alexander. Hit the Quan. Levi Wallace. Come on, Levi. Najee Harris. Najee. Honorable mention Desmond King prior to his relocation. But uh, I think it's been some good names out here, man. It's been some real good names. We've touched on a lot of different uh, offense, defense areas. So to, to to finish up the convo, man, we'll go ahead and drop the player or players that we're most looking forward to. And then after that, man, we'll get back to some of your thoughts, comments, concerns on the Twitter.com because, like I said, y'all have been phenomenal with your participation and your engagement today, and we greatly appreciate that as well. That's why we had to drop that serious picture of us in the studio. That's right. Because we're working today. Not a great hair day for me, but, you know, we still put it out you there. It's me? all right. We like that. We like that. It happens. But um, who would you say, man, is the player or players that you got your eye, you on post by week? Yeah, I, uh, there was one that I thought of immediately as soon as you said this, as soon as you posed this question to me when we were kind of doing our, our, our little pre-show production in here before we go on air. You made that sound real official, too. Yeah, by that I mean, like, for, like, five <laughs> minutes, you and I kick around what we're going to talk about for the day, and we go, all right, sounds good. <laughs> You made that sound real official, man. Uh, I'm glad nobody has mentioned mine to this point. You have all mentioned some very capable ones, some very um, pertinent names. Mm -hmm. But for me, Motsi, right away, my mind went to one guy. I'm listening. And that guy is Isaac Sayamalu. Okay, okay. Motsi, again, getting back to this offense and – we can scream, and by we, I mean Steeler Nation, not, not ah! you and I. So maybe I should say people can scream. We don't no, say we, because we're all in this together. We can scream about Matt Canada and this and that, and, and that he's not the guy, and, and all those things that have been heard at nauseum over the last five or six weeks. Guess what? What's up? He ain't going anywhere for the rest he's of this season. He's not leaving. We can scream, and we can yell, and we can stomp our he's feet about, not leaving. about Kenny Pickett. You're going to need the National Guard. To come and get him out of here. Guess what? Guess what? At least for the rest of this season. He's not leaving. 12 more games. He's not leaving. He's not leaving either. You're going to need a tank to come get him up out of here. 
He's not leaving. They're going to need a wrecking ball. He's not leaving. So, again, you can pull your hair out. You can scream and yell. You can stamp your feet and do whatever about the offensive coordinator, about the quarterback, about Najee Harris and Jalen Ward, whatever it might be. It doesn't matter. But I'm here to tell you right now. He's not leaving. I am focused on controlling what can be controlled in the face of reality. Man, you sound like a therapist over there. Thank control you very much. You can where's, control, the, where's the brown Wesley? leather couch and my uh, my tobacco pipe? St- still is nation. You can only control what it is that you can control. And again, we said this in the first hour of the show. We've said this many, time over the, many times over the last five, six weeks. Heck, we even said this leading up to uh, the regular season. This offense was built and predicated upon running the football. They have completely retooled that offensive line. Started a year ago with Mason Cole and James Daniels. Then this year, Isaac Sayamalu, the the biggest name guard offensive lineman that was available, coming from a lot of success in Philly with Andy Weidel. And then you use your first-round draft pick, not only use it, but you trade up a few spots as well, too, to go and get Broderick Jones. I mean, Chooks is the only guy starting on that offensive line that has any real tenure with this organization, right? It's a lot of new faces. It's been revamped because it wasn't good enough and you needed it to be better. You've got a first-round draft pick in Najee Harris. You've got a capable guy, we all agree, in Jalen Warren as well, too. When I'm looking at that group and I think, all right, who can really be the one who gets that thing moving in the right direction? Who can really be the straw that stirs that drink? Who can really take their game to another level and have that have a trickle-down effect to everybody else? And to me, that's Isaac Sayamalu. Again, maybe the same conversation that we've had with Najee and Kenny. I know he's got another level of performance in him because I've seen it. I've seen it in the Super Bowl. I've seen it in the playoffs. I've seen it with a ton of success that the Eagles have had both when I was out there working for the franchise still. You eagle lover. And when, you know, my wife and my in-laws and all this asked me about Philadelphia sports at nauseum. My mother-in-law had the audacity to ask me on to text me on Thursday night and say, hey, you watching this Phillies game? How dare she? No, Mom, I'm watching the Mountaineers blow a lead and give up a Hail Mary touchdown with 12 seconds left. Stop it. He was definitely watching. He, was, he had it on the little phone, didn't he? I did it. In fact, nothing else in the world mattered at that moment. But what matters for the Steelers going forward is getting that offensive line and getting that ground game going. And to me, all those guys can improve. But I think Isaac Sayamalo, he's got some dog, some D-A-W-G dog that we have not seen yet, Arthur Motes. And again, it's along those same lines of, I know there's better performance inside that guy because I've seen it. Let me uh, let me see it starting out on the West Coast this week against the Rams. My answer, my pick. Again, a lot of worthy worthy people that have been thrown out there. But uh, I'm gonna. You are not worthy. I'm gonna zig maybe while some others are zagging, and I want Sayamalu to to become that anchor of the offensive line that we all know he's capable of being. Salute you, man. Well, let's follow suit. I'm gonna stay in the trenches as well because the guy that I want to talk about is Dan Moore. Ooh. Y'all done wrote this man off. Y'all done told me he the worst tackling all this. Is he right back though? Uh, I hope not. I did see a couple people tweeting this week. Dan Moore Jr. is the worst left tackle in the NFL. Yeah. Tell me you only watch the Steelers without telling me you only watch the Steelers. Or tell me you only want to conveniently use PFF when it only fits your narrative. Because the same people that will clamor about PFF ranking Dan Moore as the worst tackle will be the same ones complaining when they do a bad rating about one of our favorite players. Or when they put Miles Garrett above TJ Watt. I was just going to say. over here like, when they oh, talk, when they look talk, at this. When they talk to you about pass, pass rush win rate. I mean, it's, have you seen PFF. Miles Garrett's pass rush right. win rate? So which one is it? 
Which one is it? So that's why I don't put a lot of stock into any of it, whether it is pro or not so pro Steelers as pertains to some of those rankings. But to me, man, I want to see Dan Moore, man. I'm excited for him because he should be pissed off. And why is that? For a couple of reasons. Number one, they drafted a tackle in your position in the first round. That's the big, you know, blatant disrespect if you're on the roster, period, in the discussion. Next thing is this, though. You know what you've done since being in this league. Regardless of what everybody has to say about you, you know what you've done. You know the protection that you provided on a snap-in and snap-out basis. So regardless of what they might try to perceive, we know what the reality is, and the two are not aligned. So who cares what Steeler Nation thinks about you, Dan? When we come on the tape, we know what we see. But that's not all. But wait, there's more. The next part is, now they're trying to discredit the killers that you faced in the first five, the first four games and trying to say that Jadavion Clowney is of the same cloth as a Nick Bosa, is of the same cloth as a Miles Garrett, is of the same cloth as a Max Crosby. Heck, is of the same cloth of a Will Anderson. Right now, the only name that Jadavion Clowney is closest to is Will Anderson. But that's the way that people have justified the move to Broderick over you, Dan Moore. I don't agree with it. Because I know what the dudes you're going against look like. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking that away from Broderick, but hey, Broderick, man, you ain't facing them type of dudes just yet. So that's another part. But wait, there is still one final caveat as to why I can't wait to see Dan Moore and as to why wow, Dan like, Moore better be fired up and as like to Billy why. Mays in here today. And the reason is this, man. As a dude who's been in his exact same shoes, when they didn't draft the first round out the first round, did it come in here and take your little old spot? Make it to where they got to call you in that office and tell you it ain't nothing that you've done on the field. This decision has come from up top because we know if you don't come off this field, this guy's never going to get a chance to come out there and develop. You seem like you're make, uh, peaking, uh, speaking make from personal that, experience. Make that be the conversation. Make that be the commentary. And you're going to have a great opportunity this week. You go out there and start this week, you're going to do fine. Now, you got you a little spicy dude in terms of young. He's a nice speed rush out. I think it was Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Good player. But you handle them type of dudes. But make it to where they're going to have to call you in that office and say, look, man, you're not going to get beat out. We're just going to take you off the field. You're going to put this dude out there. It is what it is. Make it like that. Because right now, they're trying to make it like, you know, hey, man, he's playing better than you. That ain't the case just yet. But now if you come out here and lay a dud, that will be the case. All right? But you got a great opportunity this week, man, another great opportunity, great matchup. You should be fired up. So that's the guy 100% that I can't wait to see, man. I love it. So we're going to see, it. man. Is we, talk about, we talk about some offensive linemen here, yeah, baby. We, Max we, and we, Wolf will be proud. We're going to see what variation of him shows up, what version of him shows up, man. Yep. But like I said, man, he's the guy for me that I'm I'm really excited coming out of this bye week, man. I like that one. And listen, we, we've, we've seen him. I mean, he's taken on Bosa and Garrett and Mr. Try Hard. The who's who's. Max Crosby. Like, think about it. It's the who's who's, right? And I know the rebuttal is, well, that means Roger won't have to go against those guys. Well, yeah, that means Dan Moore won't have to go against those guys anymore either. Well, I mean, Miles Garrett's still on the schedule one more time. Yeah. And I'm saying in the sense of the guy that is. But I know. I know. Yeah. Broderick hasn't seen that yet. Now, Broderick, if he's going to be who we think he's going to be, he's going to have to have that time. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, man, we don't make moves for the sake of making moves. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. But you have seen at times in the NFL where necessarily maybe it's not broke, but they fix it. 
But Broderick has the opportunity. Sorry, pardon me. Dan Moore has the opportunity to, uh, you know, make to, them, to make that decision make, very make difficult. Make them make that move in the offseason. Make them mm-hmm. make that move in the offseason. Or maybe make them pick up the phone and call around to some teams and say, hey, we got this Dan Moore Jr. Mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Because you still ain't doing it enough, they can still shop you. Make them make that move in the offseason. <laughs> it is that simple, man. If they're willing to shop you, that means that they still feel like they got the better option in the house. Is that real? True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They feel confident. Yeah, I'm good right here. I'm good with what I got. If they make it in the offseason, like, all right, man, you can, we still can beat this dude. All right, all right. Are we sure you want to make this move? All right, now, if we make this move, we got to make sure everything is right. All right, let's do it now. We're going to pull the triggers, do it now. Right. All right, right, here we go. Rip the Band-Aid off. You don't do that in season unless you panicking. You don't sure. do the end season unless you really feel like, yo, this guy, yo, it's close. It's too close. If it's close, we well, you know, go with the young dude. But right now, I'm like, damn, bro, you you good, man. Go out here, do what you're supposed to do. Cause this is your first very favorable matchup that you've had all season. Ooh. You didn't get the Jadavion Clowney. You would have looked good against him. You ain't get that opportunity though. So this is your first one to get a get right game. <laughs> Think about it. I like it. Who was his get right? Will Anderson? The number three overall pick? <laughs> Max Crosby. <laughs> Miles his, Garrett. Which one was his get right Nick game? Bosa. Which game was his? Let me get one. Let, let me let me get there. Whatever it is. Jadavian Clowney, but he okay. was injured. You catch Pedro. <laughs> so I guess that's why I'm excited to see Dan Moore. Well, I like it. I'm ready. Absolutely, man. Ab- I'm going to be keeping an eye on them trenches on Sunday, partner. Hey, man. Say you Milo included. Let's get it. I got to make sure. Am I going to have to bring my sunglasses out there to SoFi? I mean, you are super cool like that. I also just need them to see prescription sunglasses. No, I mean. you're a Cali guy. You, you can't wait to go out there with California. you. California. You're going to throw on one of your little button-up shirts. You know what I'm going to do on the plane? I'm going to paint my nails like I'm Caleb Williams. What you going to say up there? Beat L.A.? Beat L.A., yes, there, there you go. Ah, yes, all thank right, you. All right, thank all right, all right. I, I was nervous. I didn't know what was about to go out there. Certainly not another four-letter word. Yep, 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 yep. Just beat. We're only beating. Yep, nothing else. Let's, let's let's stay on track though. We're gonna stay on track, man. Um, did you have any other players though before we officially wrap this segment up? Do you have any other player, offensively, defensively, that you might be looking to see post bye week? Hmm. And if you don't, that's fine too, man. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, maybe maybe uh like maybe maybe Keanu Neal or Demonte KZ. Um. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Isaac Sayamalu was the big one for me. We've gone through a lot on the offensive yeah. side of the football. Uh, I mean, Cam Hayward, right? But for a different reason, I just want to yeah. see him get back out there and what that would mean to the team. See, and I wanted to go Deontay, but I'm hesitant because of the hamstring. Yeah, it injuries. It feels like injuries so, are. Yeah. There's a different conversation in this regard. Because I'm almost like, I would rather you be eased back than you come back and be what you were prior to. Absolutely. Because I feel like the faster you get back to that the greater the risk is for you to re-injure yourself. Absolutely. Early on, come back from a hamstring You've injury. You've talked about that many times. Yeah. Muscle injuries are different than, than other injuries. Yeah, especially especially the hamstring for wide receivers. Wide receivers and corners, hamstring is like the worst injury because your success is predicated on your, your ability to run, explosiveness, yeah. and all it takes is a tug. How many times have we seen DBs get away with a tug? I mean, rightfully so. We never see who's going to push, but that's a part of it. But those Absolutely. tugs, Absolutely. when you're coming back from a hamstring, that is very... Uh, Big deal. Yeah, it, it could be very detrimental to your health. Big deal. Not to mention, we talked about even the Justin Jefferson, him just simply running in, just misstepping a little bit. 
But because of how fast and, you know, what you're putting your body to the limits of doing, those are the things that we are really going to have to be, you know, just aware of. Not saying that we panic and be all paranoid about it, but definitely be aware of it and cautious about it with Deontay's. But, um... That was a good convo right there, yeah, it was. man. That was I a real good convo, that man. Moats. Man, you know we try to do a little bit whenever we can. So when we come back, man, we will get back to the Twitter.com, man, because we have had a plethora. Plethora? Of a big word. Participation, plethora. man, from the power get the megawatts. And we do want to finish up by making sure that we, you know, tap in with y'all. Acknowledge that. So don't touch that Dallas Arthmos. This is West U, and this is Steelers Nation Radio. Simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM, and this is the Steelers Blitz. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler here, finishing up today's show. Have a blast as we go about it as well. And uh, once again, man. The participation from the Power Grid, the Megawatts today has been unmatched, has been unrivaled, has been flat out. Awesome. Marvelous. So we do want to make sure that we get as much of your tweets in as possible to wrap the show up. So in the words of big man, the big red man. Time's yours. Well, let's get after it then. Rod Dallas says, I can't stand this time of year. Seasonal depression is real. I've heard people talk about that. When I've heard people talk Arthur about Arthur Moats that. never had a bad day in his life. Have, it's impossible to be depressed, I have baby. some bad days, but at the same time, I'm like, as long as I'm alive, it's a great day. Ain't All that, right? Ain't that the truth. So that's why I'd be appreciating the seasons. I'd be like, well, you know what? It's dark right here early. You, I, I kind of like the darkness. Oh, it's a little chillier today? I get to throw on my quarter zips like Wes. Oh, we got some snow? Let me get my Timbo's on. Let me get on my, my New York bag real quick. Well, what about allergies, though? How do you spend that possibility? Oh, man, you says allergies? I love to hear it. Bless you. <laughs> I love to be blessed. Bless him. Come on, man. Bless the boy one time. Yeah. Sounds like I bless myself like Quentin Williams. How'd you bless you? So either way, man, I'll be vibed up with it all, man. I just can't wait till we get to post-Christmas time. Like that January, February, March, April. I love it. Where no one leaves the house. It's beautiful, And I can get anywhere in five minutes. And that's big. That's peak turn the fireplace on season two. Oh, I love turn the fireplace Mm -hmm. on season. Come on, man. Also, love me some college. We'll be in the we'll be NFL playoffs, Super Bowl, college basketball at that point. Penguins will be hitting the stretch run, baby. Okay, fine. You know what? Maybe you're right. Oh, okay. Maybe you're right. Okay. Josh wants to know what's your favorite Halloween costumes growing up. Oh, my favorite Halloween costumes growing up uh, was the one that my parents made for me, Ooh. where I went as a king. Of spades, like the actual playing card king. No way. Yeah, man, we did the little cardboard front and back, little straps on it, painted cool. it up nice. That's yep, cool. yep. Had the little like turtleneck on because I was back in peak turtleneck uh, season. So I had my little black turtleneck on. My sister, she was the That's queen cool. of hearts with the red. So she had the little red turtleneck. Baby bro, he was like the little like Jack, I think it was. So we all had a little. Was and little... your parents made them all. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, shout out to shout out to Mama and Papa so, Duke. So for me, that was That's cool. yeah. And then my other one was. When me and the whole fan dressed as Batman in Buffalo. Ooh, I like that. We pulled up to like the team party. Ooh, I had the spandex on and everything. Out. 
I was driving with the I mask on, bro. I love it. It's, I don't recommend driving with your Batman mask on. It's In the movies, it's a lot easier. In real life, it's not as easy. Sometimes the peripheral, it gets a little janky, okay? Sure, sure. And I'm, I'm sure I look like a crazy man driving with a Batman mask on, but it just felt right, if that makes sense. It felt right. I hope you were driving fast. Um, uh, mine would be a Riddler costume. I went when I was like seven, eight, nine. That was right when Jim Carrey was the Riddler, and you guys all know he's my favorite actor, and that was my guy in my childhood. Riddle me this, um, riddle me that. You know, I needed just needed Tommy Lee Jones walking down the street with me. But yeah, for like three straight Halloweens, like seven, eight, nine, I think I was. I went as the Riddler. My mom got me the the gold cane, the the per, the, uh, the green hat, the green suit. The all, I, I I was I was dressed up to the nines, baby. And that was my favorite Halloween costume. I Love read. it. Gunner Riddle tweets us. Gunner. Not Olszewski. Gunner Brock. I was like, Gunner, you better be at work right now. Yes. Uh, wants to know, Motsi, you know, when you're coming off a big win against a rival like the Ravens and then you go into your bye week, is it possible to carry any momentum into the next game? Yes and no. That's actually a great question. Yes, because the last time you were on the field, you remember we won. Last time we were on the field, you remember we kicked butt. We had to rally. We had to really come together. So you keep that part. But at the same time, it is very challenging because you have that break. You go from every week I'm tasting blood, every week I'm gearing my mind up for action, to I'm idle. And now you have to lie to yourself on the off day of, all right, chill, don't get amped up, don't get hyped up, even though we know this is Sunday and we're supposed to ball, or it's Monday, we're supposed to ball, chill, 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 and hope that, you know, when you hit that switch again the following sure. week, it turned right back right, on like, like I supposed to. Right? Yeah. yeah, but that is some of the stuff that you got to gear up like, or guard against. And the way Coach Tomlin typically has done it, we call them bonus Mondays. So for the guys that practiced on Monday, bonus Monday, typically you don't come to work on Monday. Right. Typically you don't practice on Monday. Right. But off of a bye week or off of a Thursday night game, he'll call it a bonus Monday just to get your mind get you moving. back where yeah. it needs to be, get your body without going too many days without running, hitting football. So bonus Monday, typically he'll put you on some type of pad. Potentially, I don't know if they were in it on Monday, but typically he'll do something just spicy or something extra just to kind of get your mind or get you back in that type of uh, setting and rhythm and stuff like that. So, yeah, but now that's, that's a legitimate question right there, man. Couple good ones here from Tyler. Let's hit these uh, as quick as we can. Better cheese cracker, Cheez Its, or Goldfish? See, I love this. I have this debate every day now since I've been a parent. Now you said cheese cracker? Oh, what's what's better, Cheez Its or Goldfish? Got you. Yeah. Man, they're both pretty good. I like like Cheez Its, though. I mean, I uh, I do both. I do both, but I would lean Cheez Its as well, too. Uh, Favorite kind of pie? Key lime for your boy. Sweet potato. And then after that, pumpkin powder boy. And then after that, apple powder boy. And then after that, cherry powder boy. And then after that, we'll go, uh, what's that banana one? It's like a banana one. Banana cream? No, 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 no. Banana pudding. That's what it is. Then go ahead, banana pudding me. So it's kind of like a pie. Because you put it in a crust, you know. Uh, Arthur Moat's hardest player you ever had to tackle? Oh, without a doubt. Adrian Peterson, a.k.a. All Day. Yeah, AP was one of them dudes, man. He's going to run pissed off. In fact, he gets upset if you try to tackle him. And you can hear this man in a stadium of 60,000, 70,000 grunting angrily as he runs at you. Mm -hmm. It is a scary sight, if we're being truly candid. 
Yep. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yep. Only time in my life where I really was like, real bro, life, you don't have to run life this way. Teenage Mutant Ninja yep. Turtle. I never forget. Adrian Peterson. Everybody talk. Hey, Mose, Brett Favre, you got him. Yep. Don't ask what happened the rest of that game because Adrian Peterson was out there. Changed how we look at info running backs in that game. I was like, whoa, no bro, this is he's a little different, man. He was different. He's he a little different. He was different. Uh, Tyler also wants to know, Wes. I know you had a nemesis in your hockey playing days. What was your best game against him? So you'll laugh at this. Actually, most of my nemesis in my hockey playing days were my boys, because I played for a travel. Oh, you did say that. Yeah. I played for a travel team, that. right, North Pittsburgh. And then I played for my high school. And so when I would play for my high school, all my boys that were, you know, we all went to, I'm at Mars, and he's at N.A., and he's at Pine Richland, and he's at Seneca Valley, and he's at Shaler. And so it was really just when I was playing against my boys, I wanted to have a great game, and I wanted to show out. Uh, and I did that one time, scored the overtime winning goal in Let's the go. semifinal. Let's go. No big deal. Let's go. Let's go. But you're definitely a big deal, man. And then we lost the championship in overtime as well. Let's not let's not talk about that. But we'll just go with the a game winning goal that, that I had uh Respect. yeah in the in the semifinals. Well, and what we'll say is this man I think that's a dope one to end on because as I look at the clock, we about to get cut off anyways. Mm-hmm. So, y'all already know what to do, man. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us today. Power Grid, Megawatch, Major Love, our producer in studio, Wesley Ulis. Salute you as well. And I can't forget my partner in crime rocking on the ones and twos with me, the one and only Mr. Wesley Ulis. Go ears. And without a doubt that it will do it for today, but you already know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. Stillers. Uh-huh. Nation. Uh-huh. Radio. And there it is.